what they are putting out there, Pfizer and Moderna and all of these sociopathic pharmaceutical companies for money, uh, what they're doing, and also, of course, mass genocide, if, it's, if it has any correlation with Morgellons, and absolutely yes. And so with that being said, do you agree with her? And also, if so, is there any way to cure Morgellons and then I just have a really quick part two. So I'm not really familiar, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not really familiar with that. I'd have to actually read up on it. Um, the, the correlation that is, right? Um, yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm, you know, for reading anything. I, one of the things that I think that has happened throughout all of this is that information is being suppressed, um, and it's being suppressed purposefully and you can kind of tell that, you know, they say things like, um, oh, this is a very rare condition. Right. Um, and I, I would agree some of the things are kind of rare, but we don't really know how rare because if, if that's even true, because the data collection is terrible. It's absolutely egregious. Like I couldn't get a master's degree with this stuff that the way they're operating, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, a committee would just tear this apart. So I don't understand how, you know, a lot of these things are actually being said, like, you know, and so I think that's why it's hard to get a lot of, I mean, the fact of the matter is a lot of scientists are funded through the National Science Foundation, National Institutes of Health, right? And so when you have that kind of stuff going on, you it's a conflict of interest to, to speak negatively towards an initiative, right? And so when I received my PhD, my advisor sat down and said, okay, you got the PhD. Good job. Congratulations. Now you have to protect it. And this is what he meant. Sometimes you got to shut up, right? And so I think that's what you, you all are experiencing. People are trying to protect their credentials for the greater good, right? Um, because... You know, if we can't get funding, we can't do research. And so everybody is not, you know, um, going for the dangle carrot, if you will. You know, some people are actually doing good, credible research out there and trying to push, um, trying to push forward for the greater good. But um, I, I don't know the correlation to answer your question in short. I would have to do more research. If you have any papers um, in regards to that. I'd love to read them and go over them with you at any time. I, I don't mind at all. Yes, most definitely, Dr. White. Thank you. I sure. really appreciate okay. it. And and I know that uh, Steph is waiting. So, uh, But if you are, I appreciate that you're on yeah, the right side of history. Can I follow up? Oh, yes. Um, with a quick question for Dr. Yes, White? Yes, most definitely. Angela, yes. Go ahead. Hi, well, sorry, Dr. Steph, White. You're up next, Steph. Can you uh, briefly help us understand what would be the different uh, potential impact on the body with, say, ingesting graphene oxide that got into it from a plastic water bottle versus uh, injecting it into our bloodstream? Wow. Ooh. So, you know, anytime you put anything in a, the bloodstream, it's, it's there immediately. It can go anywhere. You know, that's like the highway into the body, right? So if you ingest something, let's say um, you swallow something or what have you, it has to go through the digestive tract, right? But if you put something directly into the bloodstream, it can literally shoot to the brain, shoot to the heart, shoot to the legs. It can go anywhere, right? And so um, I think, 
You know, here's here's the thing, because I, I, I read this one paper, and I, I'm going to have to find it, because I, I got a COVID um, file that I put together with all of these papers that I thought were, like, really interesting that have been coming out over the past, like, year and a half, two years, right? And um, somewhere in there, I got this paper. I got two papers, right? One of which they were talking about using graphene to help um, as a vehicle to help uptake um, of drug therapies. It wasn't specifically talking about this drug therapy, but um, I think it speaks to what you're saying, right? So that's one. And then the second thing was um, that the spike protein was actually crossing the blood-brain barrier in mice. Yes. Well, actually, if you look at the German researcher um, post-mortem study, he found it in brain cells, in the eye, um, in the... Yeah, all organs that he assessed except the liver. It's interesting because um, I, I read another study that said um, almost a few hours after injection, like 90% of the vaccine is, is not at the injection site any longer. Like it has moved like all over the body. So in women, almost like, 30 or 40% of it was in the ovaries or something like that in this particular study. And I was like, whoa, that's alarming. And, and the then, breast tissue, yes. Yeah, and the breast tissue, right, right. So you, you read that paper too, okay. Yeah, and so um, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, that's a movement, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, the injection is IM, right? It's intramuscular, which means that it's not going straight into the bloodstream. So for it to be that mobile... That's interesting. I would love to like get a little bit of this stuff and then, you know what I'm saying, look under uh look at it yep. in uh, NMR or something like that, but I I don't think I'd be able to. You to get information or images on a person in a uh in a specialized portion of the body, right? So highly localized. Here's the thing. We were actually adding polymeric chains to iron oxide and graphene oxide, right? Nanoparticles to manipulate these things with radio waves. We use NMR and we used um, another technique called ESR, which is um, or EPR, electric paramagnetic resonance. So what that does is it, it actually, um, it, uh, it'll, it'll let you know if you got something charged, right? So like a radical, but it's also spectroscopy. And what that gives you is chemical environment. So what you're saying is really neat because we already do that and have been doing that. Like, I, I think I did a research project on that in like 2005, right? So in 2005, in the Center of Materials Research at Norfolk State University, we were doing this, right? I did it for a whole summer. We published all of that. So what I'm saying is, is that that's not far-fetched. Some of these things that um, people try to write off as, oh, that's kind of crazy or, you know, that, that seems like um, um, a conspiracy theory. No, no, no. We have that technology. It, some of that stuff is like conspiracy fact. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they're using it for these things, but they definitely could. Right. So, you know, that's the scary part. It's it's the intent, not that the technology oh, yeah. is or isn't there. It's what it what is it being used for? Right. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for giving us some feedback on that. All right. Um, I believe it was Marius. I saw you flash in before. Go ahead, Marius, if you're there. Hi, the doctors are starting to speak up. 
or a part of what's going to happen next. Dr. Donald, since you're, you're still here, I sent you the back channel of that, um, that graphene oxide um, article that we're reading. It shows the, the German Comirnaty video um, vials. They took a, a vial of the Pfizer Comirnaty vaccine in Germany and put some splashes on a microscope and I think they exposed it to, um, was it heat, I believe? I started to see the, the forming. You're, you're in a matrix. One percent is actually a big deal. You know, people were getting allergic reactions to the, you know, to the uh, plastic lining in the can, you know, soup and stuff like this. Like this, these parts are all real. FTC red dye. All it, it is a teratic, uh It is a cancer causing. I learned it in nursing school. Literally. Oh, wow. The nitrites in hot dogs really does cause cancer. I'm like, holy smokes. It's in my textbook. My mother was not, you know, talking. capillaries. So if it hits the capillary, the injector did it wrong. It's supposed to diffuse through the muscles because they want it to stimulate an immune reaction that then causes Oh, wait, we're saying that patent documents sequencing co-technology. Okay? It's an okay. artificial synthetic virus. It's not natural. It's not found naturally in the, in, the, in the gene sequence. This is something that they put together in a lab. Okay. Oh, I didn't think that was the question. I thought we were actually, if the vaccine like, was the vaccine, actually worked. The vaccine is created. Since patients have computers in their brains already, and that they're, he's talking about coming out with the technology that's going to go inside your brain and help your memory. Which, uh... example, you know, it's been going on on every platform. Uh, they have um, people, you know, I don't know if they're with businesses being hired or individuals, probably a little bit of both that create fake accounts. Um, and so you'll be in a room like, let's say it's just you, Frank, and you're in a room and you have a certain opinion that goes against the narrative. And there's 10 people against you and they uh, are just coming at you very strong, right? Well, most of these accounts are bot, uh, are bot accounts. They're not real accounts, right? They're just ones that have been created. Uh, and so furthermore, with this idea, uh, I'll send, uh, I don't know if I had sent this to you, researcher. I know I brought it up the other day. But there's articles from, for example, the ones that I have, and there's more that you can find as well from Forbes from the Associated Press you that talk about, okay, okay. And so y'all can reach out to researcher for this. So from Forbes and from the Associated Press, and they talk about how the White House has hired what they call uh, an army of thousands of influencers from social media uh, accounts like Clubhouse, TikTok, all of them that have followers to push the vaccine. You can read it for yourself, Forbes and the Associated Press, and there's other ones too, but those are the two main ones that uh, I found this on. So, 
If you've been in any of the other rooms, no, my bad. You, it was a rumble link. But send me the Forbes link. Besides these two articles uh, from the Associated Press and from Forbes, when I first uh, heard about this happening, I happened to be on Instagram and I saw musicians and TikTok influencers. Again, I'm not on TikTok, I don't use that stuff. Uh, but uh, TikTok influencers and these musicians. Uh, that were stating that they had been contacted by these pharmaceutical companies to push the vaccine and they were going to be paid because they had lots of, uh, what do you call it? Followers, right? Um, so they were reaching out to the people that had lots of, uh, followers so that they could push this vaccine. So these two articles, like I said, uh, discuss that in more detail. And it's interesting. Like I said, if you've been, which many of you have been in these rooms where they're heavily, heavily pushing the vaccine in a very strange way many times without any any facts to back up what they're stating but it is strange because if you think about it many real doctors in real life and i'm not talking about some of the doctors we come across on here there there are some very honest doctors i'm fortunate to have a good doctor yeah it says it should sorry the question matthew we have good a doctor that has your best interest in heart doesn't mean they won't be against the vaccine. They'll probably tell you, look, you might want to take this vaccine if you're over 65 and you've got comorbidities. If you're young or you're pregnant, it might not be a good idea. That's a good doctor. But when you have these doctors and these people that are very strange, they might be business owners on the, on here, or some of them don't even have their information, which is even more suspect, but heavily, heavily pushing these vaccines on, you've got to ask yourself, what their intention is. Nobody should be telling you, you know, they should be informing you, say, look, if you fit these things, maybe you should consider it, but these have risk. Just like COVID has risk, these vaccines have a risk. And what are those risks? You should know. Um, anybody that tells you you shouldn't know the ingredients in the vaccines, you should be aware, you know, very, very cautious of. But to go back to, like I said, Check out these articles. I'm going to send them over to Researcher. He'll post them where you guys can read for yourself. And uh, I think it's important to realize what's going on. And I wish you all the best. I'm not on TikTok yet, but there are no secrets. Most of these platforms, um, even the ones that don't sell your data, um, you know, there's still ways for people to go and get your data or get whatever data you've posted on it un unbeknownst to you. So it's 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 kind of tricky when you're dealing with the online space, and I'm sure Matthew can talk a lot more to that. Jen, did you did you want to chime in? If no. you don't mind, I just the institute here in Australia three million dollars towards the research for the response or the modelling um, that became the the program that we're running in Australia um, to get you know, out of COVID-19, particularly Melbourne. And of course, we're at like day 265 of lockdown. Um, I just find it very interesting if TikTok's owned by the CCP, why has an, a research institute in Melbourne, Australia, accepted that donation of $3 million from them? Jen, I can um, tell you as a military family, we were told by the DOD not to have it on any of our devices. Yep. Uh, I have no doubt that you would have been told. Yeah, if anyone has any info that shows that those links, I'd really be keen because I think that's quite a, 
a big point on the corruption that's going on here especially, and I'm all about exposing that corruption. Thanks. Well, I would just put it this way real quick. Uh, it's because a researcher brought it up. So first of all, um, I've got some background. I've got a cybersecurity degree and done some different stuff. But um, what I would say is this, is if you're worried about the CCP, uh, I mean, you should, but uh, our government, obviously with all these apps that we're on uh from my perspective is this is it's kind of already too late in the game to turn it off and to get off of it you know what i mean so i'm not going to run and hide my whole thing is look it's like i tell our son i don't run from adversity and we run towards it as a family you know what i mean so um same with this what criminals want you to do those with criminal intent they want you to run and hide right? It's too late. You've already got your information on all these apps. How many years have you been on Facebook? Unless one of you, if some of y'all have been like, you know, very, very few people in the world that haven't gotten onto these, you know, social media platforms, they had, they know everything about you. They have all your information. Um, this isn't about uh, privacy. You know. Sorry, Matthew. And I, I understand. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is about um, corruption, particularly here in Victoria, where I am in Melbourne. And I've just joined some dots listening to, I think it was maybe Ash and researchers. Yeah. So just, yeah, but I, I understand where you're coming from. It's not about that. I'm not trying to hide from them. Yeah. I'm certainly not scared of them. Thanks same, so much. same. Yeah, just, just quickly where I got that information from originally, Steph, was my friend who is an IT security expert in Germany. And he was the one that originally told me about that. He said it's, it's spyware straight up. And he also says the same thing about Facebook and Instagram. And you can like really easily tell if an app is like spyware and sucking all your data down by the actual size of the app. If it's over over like two hundred megabytes in data. For every app that we add onto our phones, we lose one less life skill. But I think it's inter interesting that tw um, that TikTok is an app. I do think it's spyware on our phones, but it's it's really interesting how. In, in the CCP, they will not allow certain apps to come over to China, but they don't mind us having apps. Now, already is in beta testing for the COVID passports. Um, I do have that information, and that's that's one of ours. And so these things are tightly related. But going back to data um, and artificial intelligence, I just wanted to say it's not always about selling data. People say, okay, it's my privacy, it's my data. When we talk about artificial intelligence and AR, uh, augmented reality, it's more than just the data. It is everything you do and keep where you look at it. I just sent it to your researcher. Maybe you could put it in Telegram. I sent it to a couple of people actually on the back channel, but in the document, they're talking about doing aerosol studies in New York on October 17th. The crazy part about this is they're getting ready to inject DNA into the air amongst other things like SF6 oh, and a couple of other things. This all, listen, I, I can't even believe they published this. Like I can't even believe they published oh, there's, this. There's, there's incompetence there. There is a lot of incompetence there. It's not like it there. Believe it or not, Dr. White, there's, there's not uh, a lot of. But the people. Yeah. And um, 
we have to do this study live with people in New York to see exactly they're going to they're getting ready to spray the subways. And then they tell you what days they're going to do it in. They're going to do it in October and then they're going to do it again in December when it's, you know, high, you know, population of people in the subways for the holidays. Literally says that in like the third paragraph. Yeah, I saw this and I was telling some people about it um, and how they said it's, you know, testing for biological warfare, right? And, you know, I was talking to people say, you know, uh, maybe maybe about five years ago, people would have been like, oh, okay, maybe this is a good idea. But damn, is there timing off or what? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a couple of things I was like, so, so. It's a couple of things that's kind of alarming, right? So, like, um, the, so like the whole concept of like CRISPR, right? The hypothesis where can we take mosquitoes and can we uh, genetically modify the mosquitoes using CRISPR Cas9 to then go out and um, um, vaccinate people via the mosquitoes to protect them. That's literally the hypothesis of this of this disease, right? They, I mean, of this technology. It's they already been sun. done with ticks. I've just watched a program on it. Uh, it's already been done with mosquitoes. It was done in Florida, which is what, and Texas. What, when they released the 20,000 mosquitoes in Florida. Lime, Connecticut. Lime, Connecticut. Yeah. Lime. It was done chicken, too. Just last. Find cures for cancer and all these other things, right? But then you have the dark side of science, and there is a dark side where you have people that are developing technologies straight up for the wrong reasons, right? The scary part is that we have the technology. I've I've worked, I've worked in national laboratories. I'm telling you, whatever you think like is the wildest thing we can do in your imagination we're probably 250 years past that and i'm not even i'm not even saying that loosely that's conservative it's a fact like yep. do you understand what I'm that? that's conservative i've seen Facts. some things in these labs that is unreal unreal and i'm a researcher i'm a research scientist i have seen things that are unreal like they got this thing called an atom probe and yeah i i watched i watched atoms i watched iron particles change oxidation state i couldn't even believe that like i watched these things i watched electrons leave this thing and they shimmied kind of like a i don't know it looked like some off tv man i i mean i've seen stuff i mean we took our phones they did and we were in the same lab that the manhattan project and they built the atomic uh, bomb and in the middle of nowhere washington and i'm telling you it is some stuff going on and I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying, like, how advanced the science is, right? Like, the science is, like, so advanced. It's so further along, just, like, with these com with the computing. You know what I'm saying? With the computing power that we have, you literally can run, you know, complex chemical systems and get the data out in real time. You almost know exactly what's going to happen without doing the wet chemistry now. I mean, it's hey, doctor, money, I've Penny. Could I just mention? I've you. got the proofs they could vaccinate us all by sound waves. You wouldn't even know. You would be listening <coughs> to something. You can be given a medication via a sound wave. 
That's interesting. Doctor, I've got a question for you, and then also for researcher after he answers. I was wondering if you could play that clip again <laughs> that I had never heard for some reason of Bill Clinton to kind of go along with this. Um, doctor, so what do you think this gas is, like from your perspective? What Have you read the whole article, or what, what are your thoughts on I haven't read the whole 88. So I haven't read the whole entire 88 pages. I can read off what they're saying is going to be in silica, uh, safe tunable alginate microparticles um, with cargos, whatever the cargos are. I don't know what that is. Um, DNA silica liquid mixture, uh, um, sulfur hexafluoride, which I use. Uh, I've actually did some research with that gas before. Um, sulfur hexafluoride and perfluorocarbon tracers. So, so basically. Um, we, they, those are like chemical tags, right? So like we add, if you ever want to track something, you know, um, fluorine pops up really good in like, uh, when we're doing like XPS, right? And so, um, they'll add things with fluorine on it. Um, hey, Laura, can you be like, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, hot mic. Hey, Laura, your mic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think she got it. All right. Sorry, yeah. So they. Uh, but they have fluorine, these, uh, they have these floral uh, chemical tags on there because it shows up really good in imaging, right? So, like, if you're looking for movement of a chemical, um, you add a fluorine group to it, and then you just track it, right? And um, so, I, so I'm familiar with that, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, this stuff is kind of toxic. I don't know why, I don't know why they would put sulfur in there, the sulfur hexafluoride, the SF6, I don't know what process and i gotta read the, some more of the paper because they got some justifications for the different they're calling these options test options p1 two three p uh through five right and then g1 and two so i haven't read all of it this is i've only gotten to like the third page of the 88 page document but i have to stop because all it is is like the premise before you even get to the table of contents like and they're talking about when they're gonna do it i've Man. When this with, with all of, with, in a couple days. Yeah, literally in two days. It says um, the proposed action will start October 20, uh, 2021 and involves the release of particle and gas tracer materials into the open air space in several particular city. The proposed action would include the release of low concentrations of safe particle and gas um, tracer materials as part of two programs, the urban program, the proposed action, and they keep saying proposed, but then they give an exact date, right? The proposed action and the no action alternatives are considered in this EA. So then during the 30 day public, uh, hold on one second, I lost my place. I can tell you, Dr. White, that the HR guy who released that by accident is going out on FMLA. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I sent it. I'll send it to you, Guys, too, so you can look at it. Yeah, I know. Doctor, thank you so much. I posted this one in the Telegram. All right. Um, I, 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 I'm going to pin it because it's, this is kind of important. This PDF is important here. Urgent notice. So this is going. This is the proposed plan is for two days. That's when they're launching this. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you. So, 
so much for bringing our attention to that. Just let me, see, let me just quickly check the queue. Oh, Adam, yeah, you go ahead, and then um, after Adam, we have I think it was Azurite, um, Laura, or Margot. That are four years old, four, five, six, and seven, and then they get on Zoom. I, I was I'm actually I take notes, and these these teachers, these one of the the teachers they getting on zoom and telling the the children four five and six and seven years old your parents are doing harm to you we need to do this for you or else mommy and daddy will be in trouble and they need to do it too this is good for you just utterly sick sorry matthew go ahead matthew if you want to add to that because i found it amazingly popular that's yeah. like the dare program when we were kids. They were trying to turn us against our parents and have our have us turn our parents in for smoking weed or doing coke. Yeah, well, uh, basically, what patients said, you know, she said um, her name is Rowan. I'm actually going to invite her in right now and mm -hmm. see if she's still on. Uh, let me see real quick. But <clears throat> like, listen to them. That makes sense. Who is that? I don't know about um, that. They're just doing this spraying. You're saying that all you know, all the children, like in every country, basically have been doing online classes, okay? And she was saying apparently um, they've given children a ID that the the parents can't access, like it's it's cut off from the parents somehow, and uh, so they're communing communicating di directly with the children. Her 17-year-old boy had received the message as well, talking about how uh, the message was saying to even kids as young as four and five, like patients said, that your parents are the ones responsible for causing you all this distress and for you having to wear a mask and that you can't go out and play, all these different things, like really psychologically uh, manipulative um, and saying that they need to convince their parents it's the right thing to get the vaccine and then um, talking about how their older siblings need to get the vaccine and then she went into detail saying that they were also telling or trying to convince uh, the uh, I guess like high school age that they they need to sneak off and go get uh, at these vaccination uh, sites do the right thing and get vaccinated but they were appealing to them by you know, basically appealing to them, saying it's a good thing to rebel against their parents. So it's um, grave psychological warfare. And kind of to top that off, I had read the other day an article came out. I mean, it's no surprise out in Canada, you know, if you know what's going on in Canada, that the government and military admitted to using psyops to manipulate people's perspectives on uh, the whole COVID crisis. And so... Uh, it's a different type of, I mean, PSYOPs have been going on for quite some time, but the way it's being employed is on a mass scale. It's very, very clear. I got your clip, Matthew. Oh, uh, yeah, please, Bella. So people can hear. So, doctor, real quick, this is why I asked you this question. Just so people, you know, real quick, uh, he brought up this article, you know, talking about releasing the gas in New York, right? Same thing. People think, well, the same same uh, statement people say the whole time, well, our government wouldn't do this, you know, with the vaccines. You know, what do you think? This is a worldwide, you know, conspiracy, all these things. Listen to this clip. I'm, it's amazing. 
Thousands of government-sponsored experiments did take place at hospitals, universities, and military bases around our nation. The goal was to understand the effects of radiation exposure on the human body. While most of the tests were ethical by any standards, some were unethical, not only by today's standards, but by the standards of the time in which they were conducted. They failed both the test of our national values and the test of humanity. Informed consent means your doctor tells you the risk of the treatment you are about to undergo. In too many cases, informed consent was withheld. Americans were kept in the dark about the effects of what was being done to them. The deception extended beyond the test subjects themselves to encompass their families and the American people as a whole. For these experiments were kept secret. And they were shrouded not for a compelling reason of national security, but for the... You recognize that voice? So, yep. Just we, we, we talked about how dangerous graphene is. We talked about your government that says they're doing this because they care about you. We talked about how history repeats itself. And we talked about the Supreme Court document that states these vaccines messing with your DNA will you will no longer be human. So we have a fight against this transhumanism, guys. And now they're gassing people with DNA in New York. And that's what and the Nazis said, what, what Brian said. That's, that's what the Nazis said. It's for your safety. That's what the Nazis said. That was their slogan. And SF6, like... I don't know if I even spoke to it, but... The you mentioned it, but didn't tell us the significance. Okay, so so remember I was saying that the fluorine is like a floral tag? They, so they, they literally inject, um, you know, the SF6 gas into people's lungs so that they can image with, like, ultrasound. So they can tell the integrity of your lungs by SF6 imaging and gas. They use it by, you know, because the, the fluorine's on there. You know, it's a greenhouse gas. So, uh, you know, this stuff is, when I say a greenhouse gas, I'm not talking about, like, carbon dioxide or methane. I'm talking about, like, it is the worst greenhouse gas ever. It's, like, 23,000 times more um, worse on, you know, like, the atmosphere than, than CO2. Well, and it's literally one of the toxins on the tox panel that we measure on patients. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, doctor, why? Let me ask you this, doctor. Just for everybody in the room to kind of consider this, we're constantly told about the threat of climate change, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yet we're releasing this into the air in a, one of the most populated cities. What are, What are your thoughts on that? Look, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, uh, Matt. We do a lot of crazy stuff that makes absolutely no sense. Um, I think this is dumb. But, um, but you know, they're, they're, so my take on it, and it's not to scare everybody, but I'm going to just throw this out there. Why would you spend trillions of dollars to go to a place with no resources? And I'm talking about space. There's no air, there's no water, there's no food, there's no, there's no resources. And when in history have you ever spent 
a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of resources to go to a place. Like if you look at Christopher Columbus, he was coming because he thought he was going to India, right? Because they had spices and gold and money and silk and everything, right? Like every time people leave where they're at, it's because the resources are drying up and or they're trying to enhance the resources that they have because another place have more resources, right? So again, I ask you, what would make a person spend trillions of dollars to go to a place with no resources? I can. And, uh, oh, you know, oh no, it was rhetorical. I mean, go ahead though. But I, I mean, oh. my thought process behind it is because you screwed up where we at so bad. Literally, I watched a documentary on the History Channel where they were talking about terraforming Mars with greenhouse gases, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's not it's not that far fetched. I mean, again, we have the technology to do this kind of stuff. Um, you know, one of my mantras is today science fiction is tomorrow's technology. I wrote it in my children's book, you know, to try to get kids' minds wrapped around. There's no such thing as fiction. Just because we don't know how to do it don't mean that it can't be done, right? So, and that's, and, and that there's a short window on that because all of the things that we didn't know how to do for the most part, that's tech now. We, you know, at some point we didn't know how to do that, you know, things like, you know, FaceTime and cartoons and stuff is now our reality. So, so I have to say this is not even this is more convenience. Um, it's when you really deep down in history, they they had the real technology. We are so far away from the 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 historical technology that presented itself you know, in this planet, and you are right, we have destroyed, we are destroying this the planet, we're destroying ourselves with this, you know, everything, I want something so convenient, so fast, so this, but it's, we haven't resolved or really created anything that's for the good of the planet, only for the good of our personal Sales, and that's what's so dangerous, and that's why so many people are complacent. They have lost their conscious self. They have lost the importance of well-being. They have lost their faith in God, and they have just gone to the dark side. So we all, at the end of the day, have to choose. You're either going to choose the path of the Jedi or the path of a dark Lord, because I will continuously say this is a spiritual warfare, okay? This is spiritual war. We have some wicked evil wizards out here creating all of this shit that's not to do anything to enhance humans it is to enhance transhumanism so you know yeah you know i love science but it's just like in anything there's good and there's bad there's people that want to use things for the wrong purposes and these are the ones who are funding all these vaccines and these health organizations. So you nailed at it, some Bella. point, we're going to have to choose what side of history you're going to be on because they are trying to destroy generations. You know, when I look at some of the research and based on astronomy and how these pyramids was built all over the country based on alignment, I mean, that's when you really think about some 
freaking energy and and technology align i mean without any of the things we have nowadays i mean we have so much convenience it's just freaking ridiculous how you know people have just became neurotic now it's just what else can i do what else we don't need humans we don't need to have babies we don't need reproductions we don't need god i mean they they don't need shit i'm like and it's taking away from humanity who we are as humans and the spirits that's within these bodies um and i rest my case that was established on the basis to protect the homeland, gas the homeland. Why would they gas us? Depopulation. I wouldn't even say it's a depopulation thing, right? Because, like, um, we know we know that the planet can sustain like three and four or five times, you know, the people that's here, right? We got we can't do it under the current, like the way we um milk the resources, it's almost parasitic the way we do it, right? But um we can sustain if we just changed our habits, right? But um then you got like capitalism and stuff. But to get to your question, patience, why so if if you're developing um, okay, so this might get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I think people need to know this. So when, when I was in graduate school, they flew me and a couple other scientists to a school, right, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and every branch of the military was there, every branch, okay? And they were recruiting scientists. You had generals literally with stars on chest i'm talking about three and four star generals there um the navy the army uh the air force the cia was there the, the fbi was there it, any any kind of acronym alphabet you can think of we stayed there for two days for two days they gave presentations about why we should go to them and and this and blah, 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 blah. And they were giving money and they were wiping away student loans and they were doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. And they wanted the scientists and, you know, the army guys were probably like the most honest. I was like, look, man, we, we trying to put payload on target. That's period. We, we trying to kill stuff. And so, um, what, what I, what I'm getting at is we're talking about the development of weapons. When you develop things, you have to test them. I mean, I, that's just how it is, right? And so, you know, I mean, to answer your question in short, we're talking about the development of weapons, right? We're talking about a country that spends $898 billion annually on defense. Literally. That's what they spend. That's not the budget. That's what they spend. $898 billion annually on defense. There's another there's another stimulus package in the, in the playbooks, by the way, too, Doc, that they're about to spend a crazy amount of money. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, it, yeah. I, I mean, I, to that point, you know, we're talking about a trillion dollars. And I don't know if you guys seen it, but like the National Science Foundation, that science budget is nowhere near that. You know what? I, I mean, I just it, to... it's not even close. 
I wanted to piggyback off that, Doc. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep cutting you off. I'm this sure. delay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I want to piggyback off that because um, there is a place out um, in the middle of nowhere, which is called Diego Garcia. And if you've ever heard of Diego Garcia, in 1973, um, these people lived off the coast of Africa. or It wasn't too far from Madagascar, but it's out like in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And uh, but it is it was it's called Diego Garcia and it was owned by the Spaniards and later became owned by the Brit. The Brits came to the island one day and just told all the people that they had to move because they bought the island. They bought their homeland. And these are thousands of people on Diego Garcia. Um, and this is verified. You guys can Google this, look it up, look it up on YouTube. And it's sad because it's still a reality to this day what they did to the people in Diego Garcia. So what happened was they said they bought the land, they took over, and the way that they did it was basically through psychological warfare and to the threat of death and that would have been they took their dogs they took their animals they took all the pets on the island and they euthanized them they gassed them up then they took the people and they put them on ships and they took them over to southeast asia some somewhere around tamilando or uh in in um in in india in india somewhere around i think it was the south they just dropped them off no clothes no nothing and they told them that america had uh it was great britain that bought the land but Great Britain was leaving the land, leasing the land to the United States, and they leased it to the United States. Now, this was back in 1973, but the truth of the matter is they leased it because the flight time from Diego Garcia to Iraq was only six hours, which would cut it in half. And so right now, Diego Garcia is one military base or post you just will never hear about ever and so it, it doesn't stand a reason why would people gas us and why would they do that their agendas are so much bigger than we can ever imagine and it's a lot of black ops stuff going on in the in between that you know the one percent love their little kinky toys and their technology that we have sometimes we think we see ufos and, and we see things that we can't recognize and these are th these are they up in the sky doing what they do same thing with aleppo and syria where they gas their people. And so it is a very, very known fact that, you know, we are, we are chattel to them. And so they would do things like that. I don't, I don't want to get too far off my soapbox, but Diego, and if you look into flight 370, uh, the Malaysia flight 370, um, there's a lot of, of stuff going on with Diego Garcia and flight 370. I'll just leave it. But Simba. Bingo. That's doing this. And uh, just so I don't lose my train of thought real quick. Uh, Klaus Schwab, I mean, Folks, it's really it's really simple. Um, Klaus Schwab said uh, at, at, at a World Economic Forum that he uh, hosted, he said, you will have nothing, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. We had someone come in earlier in this room when it comes down to compliance. These are phases, guys. I mean, we're not even talking about 6 or 7G yet. I mean, look at the title is about transhumanism. Like, there's, I mean, the, I mean he was talking about garments and fabrics that is going to be based off nanotechnology i mean that is going to resonate with everything that is coexisted with this vaccine and more so the technology that's coming out the rollout is going to be insane and by the way these are phases by the way that is a part of sustainable development that's why that's why i mean bella you was in here earlier so you already know what time it is like so when people we're not paint we're not painting the, the picture of doom and gloom and all this other stuff, but what this is, what this is though, is phase outs and rollouts that are happening within timelines.
So within those timelines, you do have time. Never let nobody tell you you have no time to prepare. You have well enough time to prepare what's coming down the pipeline. Because when Klaus Schwab says at the World Economic Forum, the next pandemic will be a cyber pandemic. Okay, so that'll make COVID-19 look like a tea party. This is coming from his own mouth. They're telling you what the chessboard looks like. And we know what a cyber pandemic is. We've been talking about this in countless, countless times, countless rooms. So when we talk about transhumanism, this is all a part of the AI technology, Neuralink, that's funded by and headed up by not just our government, but that's a global tyranny that's happening with a global elite that's working on the same type of technology. Elon Musk is just a face. He's a puppet compared to what they're actually controlling and doing behind the scenes, just like Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of them with the technocracy that's happening. You know that they're all listening to this and the AI robots are tracking everything on this app because Elon Musk created it. So that's beware. Fine. Let them listen. Let yeah, them listen. I, was, uh, I was in a back room. Not on, not on, not on Clubhouse. They sent a Zoom link out, talking about um, these is literally the creators. Okay, so let me take a back step. The creators of Clubhouse, one of them came from TED, so TED Talk, and so in the very near future, Clubhouse is getting ready to partner with TED, whereas people can do TED Talks on Clubhouse. And then they're adding these features to where you'll be able to um, blog live on Clubhouse. I was in this. I was in this Zoom with the creators of this app. They invited me. This was last week. It was private, completely. They didn't do it on. Oh, we didn't want to do it on Clubhouse because blah blah blah. And we selected you. It was um, how many people was on there? I think it was maybe forty-five of us. And we talk about people from all over the U.S., but they they had all these different expertise. I think I might have been the only scientist. And, you know, some of the people were like, well, why did you guys select me? I remember a guy saying specifically that, like, how did you select me? Like, you know, how come you guys didn't just say all of this stuff on Clubhouse? And, you know, but I what I gathered. No, but what I gather, I said all that to say this is that. They listen literally to every single room. The lady said that. I said, you got to be kidding me. They have people that are sitting here listening to every single one of these conversations. They, they do. And they're trying, to, they're trying to understand human interaction because the one thing AI and robots can never do is replicate our emotions and how we make decisions. And, you know, they can kind of guess, but you cannot, you know, when they throw these trolls in the rooms, my thought was that they're doing that in order to see how we react because the robots can't, can't, you know, feel that or do that. You're absolutely right. And that's what makes humans unique. They have so, no empathy. Exactly. Angela, no empathy. They're not just, they not just, they're not just listening, they're recording. The assistant, they, it, they can record. They're kind of there. They yeah, can record. They, they are oh, recording. one mic, guys, one mic. not want to be recorded. We don't consent to be recorded. You did, actually. When you joined the app, you yes. don't read the fine print. And any app that you download, we all want to be on it, so we automatically join. And we are desensitized from reading the fine print 
because we we say, oh, because everybody else is on it, it's safe. Just like when you buy the toxic shit at the grocery stores, right? And you know what? So I, put on, I put on mind that, you know, hey, look, I know, we're re- I know we're being recorded, um, but but my information, what I say, if you want to use it out somewhere, I want to be fucking paid for it because it's proprietary. Um, you know, as I'm trademarked, and so I definitely want to be paid for my information. But I just have one more thing to say about this transhumanism going back to where, where we were and just kind of keeping it on topic. Um, and that was yeah, earlier I had spoke about Diego Garcia. <clears throat> and I, there is a connection to what we're talking about, and it just came to mind after I stopped talking. And that is um, you, can, you can look up the flight, the Malaysia Flight 370. Um, there were scientists. There were top scientists on that flight, 20 of them from one company. And eight of them were on loan from other companies. These scientists had the patent to semiconductors, um, which is which is where we're headed to quantum computing and semiconductors. And uh, they had the patent on it. And when that plane went down, um, the company that sent them there to do the research. Uh, took over the patent, and those were the Rothschilds. And I just wanted to say to the people on stage, right? I just wanted to say to the people on stage. Um, we have to be careful with what we say. On even though we say what we say, we have to be careful and be very cautious and mindful of how they're watching us. We know they're watching us. We know that they're listening to us. I wrote an article about the Rothschilds uh, with the Red Cross and um, the Salvation Army, and then I had about sixty priests try to friend me all in one day on Facebook. I got off Facebook. Um, I'm not on there anymore. But um, that there is a, there is a correlation with this these semiconductors and uh, this nanotechnology that has to do with humans and uh, a part of that is um, is, is based in Taiwan uh, TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Company, it's a big deal it's a big deal, but you guys be safe out here we're fine, yes they're recording us, but if you fucking try to use my words, you know, I am business too, I'm going to sue you, because it's proprietary yes. and to this is Susan point, and I say screw you too <laughs> alright, and to Sendo's point like Guys, this I'm gonna be honest because I because right now we're doing a, a mini super uh, city here with um, 5G technology that's waiting upon 6G technology, and I, I encourage everybody to go look up the NGA, the National Geospatial Agency. Um, they're responsible for all your geo mapping that you see on the Weather Channel. Um, also, like that's the same type of technology they use to apparently go find Bin Laden and his family. So. The second headquarters will be uh, here in the um, Midwest, so that'll be the NGA Key West, um, and the first one is in DC. And I say all that to say this: when, like, seeing how they operate, and I can't, and I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it right there, and just seeing how the developers are, are setting up the space and building like a whole gen- massive gentrification process around that in a historically black neighborhood, um, where your average salary salary is like ninety thousand. Uh, grand a year like the rollout I can't even say like the rollout how quickly it happened but Jack Dorsey is also invested heavily through his other second company a lot of people don't know this but he he's a co-founder of Square that just bought out a lot of crypto technology companies so people think Jack Dorsey is just Twitter he's not just Twitter he's also Square that handles processing for visas and MasterCard and the list goes on and on through your phone. So I say all that to say this, they're recording everything. I mean, it's it's in your it's in your truck, it's in it's in your car, it's in it's in the house, it's with the smart TVs. So like remember, like you can only go so far and they are watching. I mean the 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 surveillance 
I mean, I don't know how many people in this room know about Edward Snowden, but he was already blowing the whistle on this years ago. 